All right, it's episode 106 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you good? Are you well, people? This is 10.36 at night, so I've got to make this a rapid one because I want to go to bed. And, um, yeah, so it's Griff, obviously. So let's start with the sadness of Cadet uh, passing. Um, to get that out of the way, because every podcast this week is going to talk about Cadet. But... You know, like when someone passes and everyone eulogizes them and stuff. I actually met Cadet uh, maybe a few weeks ago um, at an audition for an advert. And I mean, the guy was such a humble dude, and like the energy that you got from the guy is just a, just a nice guy. Like my cousin, he's a, a music producer. I was just talking about him yesterday, just saying, you know, it's not one of those ones where everyone hypes the guy because he's now passed. I said to uh, Naomi when I met him, I was like, he's just a really, really nice guy. Like, I've met people who are Z-list celebrities. I've met people who've done fewer gigs than me in comedy and they act like they are the shit. They act like, you know, they've won everything and they are the biggest person in the world and have so much attitude. Whereas with Cadet, who's just in the same room with each other for... But 20 minutes, half an hour, and we just bantered and stuff. Like, it just there was a group of us bantering. And after he was about to leave, he said, oh, let me just, um, what's your name, bro? Let me just add you on Instagram. Then he went to add me, saw that I already followed him. And he was like, "Raw, you follow me. Like, like he was shocked that I followed him. Not, you know what I mean? And like, for me, it's like, you're a cadet. Like, but he, to him, he's just a guy who's just trying to make it. And it's sad that his his life's been cut short. But I guess what we can take from that in life is just to, you know, live life to the fullest while you're here, man. And so RIP to Cadet. Um, Yeah, so I thought I'd get the serious bit out of the way. No jokes to make at all about that. Um, I'm not an animal and stuff. Um, I mean, I did see one odd thing. I saw a GoFundMe for him someone's trying to build a well uh i hope that is actually linked to him and it's not someone being absolute shyster little gofundme 600 pound to build a well doesn't say where this well's being built what what it's for it's just in his name and last time i checked it's near a grand people just donating money so i hope this and some fucker just you know trying to take advantage of the situation um but I said RFP to Cadet. But let's get in to the fun and banter of the podcast. I said, I'm going to make this quick, sharp, snappy. Um, let's talk about my week. Went to the barbers Friday. And I'll tell you what, guys, full barber haul. Because this is like, what? Well, I don't know how many barbers I've got. I've never broken up with any of my barbers. I just kept them there. So I've got a barber in Plasto. I've got a barber in Lewisham. I've got a barber in Tooting. I've got a barber in Harlesden. I've got a barber back in Harlow. And guess what? I've got a barber in Hatfield, of course, because that's where I'm at. Listen, here's the thing. There is the thing about the Hatfield situation, though, right? Check this out, guys. I first went there. First four times I went, I got my hair cut by the same guy. Me and him, we have a thing. Shit, wait, is that police flying down the road? Jeez, I'm not sure what that's about. Yeah, um, yeah me and my barber, we have a thing, all right? We're, we've got four, had four haircuts. Sweet. Then I go in there the next time. He's cutting someone. Barber next to him. He's free. He goes, 
Hey, yeah, come, come sit. I look into my regular barber's eyes. I can see him look at me as if to say, bro, you gonna do this? You gonna do this to me? You gonna get your hair cut in front of me by another barber? Delete my number. I don't even have his number anyway. But it, oh man, it was rude. Like, man, them listening to this podcast know, like, it's one thing getting your hair cut, cut by, at another barber's, but to do it in front of your barber's face, sit in another chair, I've never done that at any barber shop. Actually, the two in one I used to get my hair cut, there's only two barbers, and they used to just swap, they're both good at cutting, so I didn't care. But every other barber shop, I've had a barber in that shop, so it's like, yeah, I'm waiting for him, innit, waiting for him. My whole's the one, I only got my hair cut by one guy in the shop, shout out Razor. So, coming to this one now, got my hair cut by a new man. Guess what? Haircut's better, innit? It's, it's just a better trim. Going there again. My man, so now both chairs are free. I walk in, my old regular barber, he looked at me and he just looked down and just started sweeping the floor like, do what, don't even bother trying to sit in my chair, right? Don't try to sit in my chair, yeah? After you met with him. Well, you think I'm some kind of side barber? Fuck you, Darren. So, I had to go with new man. He cut me up nicely. I went on Friday. Old man, not there. New man, not there. New, new man cut my hair. I'm a whore of a barber uh, customer. Third barber in the shop. There's only four chairs. One chair's used as a salon. Women doing braids and stuff. So, boy. Absolute barber slut out here. But yeah, I've got my hair cut though. Feeling nice, you know, you know the confidence you get as a man when you get your hair cut? You just feel like a new guy, innit? When you get your hair cut, get your beard, little shape, get a little shape up on your beard. Feels nice, but I had to wait ages though, sat behind some fucking bald bloke in the barbers. So bald! Barbers just selling the guy dreams and fantasies, shaping up his bald head. It's like, stop it. Just stop it. It's not fair on this guy. Just do his beard and say there's nothing to shave on the head, mate. Come out the chair. I had to wait for this guy. 20 minutes of delusions. Shape-ups of delusions. Pissed me off. Also this week, wedding planning, wedding photographer and videographer. We're trying to sort out. And oh, my God. We had a little bit of drama, didn't we, this week? Naomi and I on the phone to photographer, videographer. Now, listen, here's the thing, guys. I'm going to be real with you lot. I'm going to let you through the thought process. So... We've got a wedding package and certain things included and certain things that are not. The wedding package is the wedding package. But me, you know, I like to put my money where my mouth is. I think it should support black businesses. So where I can, I like to. So I said to Naomi, look, I think I'd like a black photographer or video. She's like, oh, snap, me too. So okay, cool, let me Google, let me look for one. So I'm looking and the prices are wild. Wild. So I'm like, hmm. Maybe it's just a black photography. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Let's see. So I start Googling just general photography. Wild. Prices are wild. Then I just find one photographer, videographer service, price. Now I know, decent. If I saw that as the first price, I'm like, fuck that. Take the piss in it. Pay that much. Take a few photos. Back off. I'll go somewhere else. And they say the exact same price. Like, no, back off. Go somewhere else. They say the exact same price. Go on, back off, go somewhere else. And he's like, all right, that seems to be the price. So I found someone, lower price, a couple of white dudes. In my head, I'm like, come on, Darren. 
Gotta keep it real though. Gotta keep it real. So look, I found this guy. This is my favorite photographer. Not just because he's black. Of all the photographers I saw, this guy's my favorite photographer. I'm not gonna mention the guy's name because you'll see why in the story. Then it's a range of calls. The calls already arranged for this guy. In the meantime, I found this cheaper price for these two white dudes. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Let's keep it real. I'm gonna tell the guy, look, this is the price I need it at. I don't wanna be that guy who asks for discounts. I'm not asking for discounts because he's black. I'm asking for discounts because I've got a price, a quote that's lower. Anyway, we can't even discuss pricing. So when we start talking to this guy, he starts asking us all these questions. It's like a customer survey. How did you find us? What do you like about our pictures? Why do you think it'll be a good fit? Why, yeah, what is it? What do you, what kind of theme do you want your wedding? What kind of photos do you want? But all these questions, and I can see Naomi's her eyes twitching. She's like, I don't know. I don't care. I like your photos in it. That's it. And that, both of us are the same. And in my head, I was like, this is all a waste of time if we don't discuss price. If we don't for meet on price, then this guy's selling, he's wasting, he's wasting his own time. Anyway, we're on the phone for half an hour. Listen, yeah, we don't even get to prices. This guy is still surveying us. He just asks all these questions. Naomi loses it. She's like, do I just think this is a waste of time? I just don't think it's a good fit. No, I can't be bothered. She was just, I think he's wasting our time. She thought I had the microphone on mute. No, he heard that. Oh, it's all carnage on the phone call. It all just descended rapidly into fucking... Oh, crazy. It was carnage. Phone call ended. And we was both looking at each other like, wow, that was annoying. And then literally within minutes, if I say that's annoying, he sends an email to say, I'm sorry, Alda. He sends an email going, oh, you know... Um, it's unfortunate we're not a fit, but good luck in the wedding. I wish you the best of luck. And I was just like, do you know what? I feel bad, don't I? I do, I do feel bad. I feel, I feel like I've hurt his feelings. So I feel like a right dick. I feel like a dick. And she's like, I feel like a dick as well. Because I feel like I was too harsh. And I was like, maybe he's just a creative and that's just his process. And then we started just justifying everything. It was like, and his photos are actually really good. It's like maybe he's just that keen about his craft that he has to ask these questions. These actually enriching questions to him. And we were like, Mwah. but this conversation was so fucking long. And like the prices, we even discussed what was included in the package. And I do what I just sent an email. I sent an email to the guy and said, hey, look, really sorry how that ended. I hope that we can you know, work something out. If not, good luck with your with your career, your business, and and you. Left it, sent it. Next morning, I wake up, no response. Rest of that night, no response. Next morning, no response. I'm messaging Naomi going, do what? I feel dreadful. I feel like I dumped a girl and haven't given her a proper explanation. I feel like I've really just hurt, hurt this person's feelings. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you have feelings. <laughs> so where's Darren gone? You don't care about anything. And I was like, no, I'm really bothered by this. It's, I don't know why, it's nagging at me. Anyway, guys, he messaged back. We've got a phone call tomorrow. Hopefully, you can work it out. Naomi's promised to be really nice on the phone call. I'm going to lead the call because she does all our talking as a couple, right? People go, who wears the trousers, all that shit? I don't know. But listen, when it comes to talking in public, I put her to talk because, listen, I just think it's just. I just think people are more receptive to a woman talking, all right? 
if we, especially if it's a complaint, oh, I'm sending her forward. People are more receptive to a woman complaining than a man complaining. A man complaining can result in a man being punched in the face. A woman complaining, everyone has to act correct to go, all right, let's hear a complaint. That's what I tend to find. I'll come in with some facts, a little, little bit of support. I'm a cheerleader, but I ain't a quarterback. You mean? I'm a winger. I'm not I'm not the striker. She's the striker. So I'm just there on the side. Go, yeah, go on. Babe, could you... Um, I think You're not happy about this yeah. I think you should complain. When I say we should complain, you should complain. Yeah, you, you. It's just me, me being the silent guy, six foot black guy, stood in the background not saying anything. That's intimidating enough. I can't be the one at the front firing off. They need to know that it could possibly escalate. That's what it is. That's why I send her forward. Send me forward. God, this is bad it's going to get. And, well, bruv, shut up. Read the terms, conditions. Yeah, you're pissed off. We're not helping you. If I put her in front, though, and she moans and kicks off. And they're like, oh, shit. We need to calm this down because that guy's behind her. And if he starts kicking off, all hell's going to break loose. So, but she promised to be nice on the call. I'm looking forward to the call. I hope we can get this guy as the photographer. And if we don't, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll keep it real and uh, I'll sell out. <laughs> Give my money. Give my black pound to a white wallet. I don't want to do it, but we'll see. We'll see, man. But um, what else happened this week for me? Uh had a weird thing, I was on my lunch break, had a weird kind of premonition of a pane of glass falling out of a tall building near where I work. Later on that day, guess what, road got cordoned off because a pane of glass fell out of the building next to us. Is that spooky? Is that weird? No, not really, it's just fucking, it's just, it's coincidence, isn't it? That's all that is. Do you know the amount of coincidence that happened? That's all it is. It's just I had a weird thought and then something happened after and I've gone backwards. Gone, oh, I had a weird thought about that. Do you know how many weird thoughts I have that I forget about and nothing happens in the day to make me remember what I, what I thought about? See? So it's nothing weird, nothing spooky. I'm not predicting the future. That's all that is. But, um, but hey, what else has happened this week? Guess Liam Neeson. Let's talk about Liam Neeson. He's a racist. No, he's not a racist. We've got to respect his honesty. Give him a medal. Oh, no, fuck him. Fuck the medal. He's a racist. Cancel him. Cancel him. No, hey, do what? Lucy's being honest. you got to respect the honesty. Hey? you got to respect the candor. Don't respect the candor. Fuck him off. Listen, here it is, people. First thing first, let's separate racism from morality. I think I've said this before on the podcast. Now, once you do that, simple question. Did what Liam Neeson said, was that racist? Yes. Yes, quite clearly. Is he a bad person? I don't know. I don't know him. You can't say you're going to go around hunting for any black guy. Because one black guy raped someone you know. All right. Now, listen, I don't even believe that he went hunting for a black guy. I think it's a made-up story, all right? Here's how I predict what happened. Yeah? His friend said, you know, oh, I was raped. And he, you know, he... I think he just believed the hype of his own revenge characters in all of his films, because that's the only role he plays, right? So, yeah, friend got raped. He said, do you know him? Uh, no. What colour is he? And so, um, he was, that's a weird question, Liam. Um, don't know why that's relevant. You just need to know what colour 
was he? Um, like, um, Liam, like, um, I've just been raped. Like, wh why is this even relevant, Liam? Uh, just let me know. Okay, he was black. So I went out with a, with, with a gosh, looking for any black bastard. Um, it's terrible. Ter terrible. And I was like, look, lies. You went out looking for a black bastard, yeah? In where? Was you in Ireland at the time? You couldn't find the one black bastard in Ireland. I went outside pubs in the black areas. Black areas? You mean the Johnsons? The Johnsons at 73? In Ballamy? The one black family? Because I don't know where this black area is. Unless you're in their back garden. Because I don't know where this... There's three, apparently there's 3,000 black people in Northern Ireland. T to this day! Right? And you couldn't find... That black guy. Ask some questions. But no, I wasn't for any black guy to, you know, to start something. This what happened. You, you wait for a black guy to start something. He started, so he's like, mate, what the fuck are you looking at? Well, I guess he's black and he's talking like, what the fuck are you looking at? Because they've got that ring in his uh, voice. I love it. I actually do really love the Ulster accent. What the fuck are you looking at? Look, I can't do the... I have to bring my head back to do that Ulster accent, but I've got a headrest behind me. Belfast, Belfast, Fast, Belfast. So, yeah, even like what you're looking at, and Liam's arsehole would have fell out. He'd be like, um, nothing. Is that a cosh in your hand? No, it's, um, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a roll of, of newspaper. And then, you know, he would have, he would have fucked off home. Would have gone to his friend. Did, did you find him? Did you find the guy who raped me? No, no. Um, couldn't find him. Asked around and no one found him. And he he just bottled it. Fucking bottled it. Gave the big one. You know, one like the guys in the pub. Do you know what? I was gonna fucking knock him out. He's lucky he walked off. You didn't even swing a punch, mate. You gonna knock him out? Look like you actually pissed your pants. You shat yourself. So. I think he was lying. I think he got hyped. What I think happened was, in front of a lady, and he thought, let me just show you how much I love women, I went out on a fucking racist murder hunt. Mm -hmm. See? I love women. She's just like, okay, that's that's very strange. That's 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 a very strange way to show you you love women. So, is he racist? I don't know if he is racist. Was his thought pattern racist? Yes. What he said was racist? Yes. Very strange to ask that as a question. Did he apologise for that? No. Did you feel ashamed? Yeah. There you go. Quite simple. Don't want people complicating it. John Barnes. He needs a medal. He deserves a medal. No, he doesn't deserve a medal. Come just hand that medal to people saying, I thought about racist, racistly murdering people, but I didn't do it. Medal. No. Was John Barnes saying that he deserved a medal for that either? No, he wasn't. He was saying he deserves a medal for being honest and actually taking action on his thought pattern and getting therapy. Fine, fair enough. Does it make John Barnes a coon? No. But is it weird that they roll John Barnes out for this type of thing? Yes. We've got doctors, scientists. This is exactly what my joke is on stage. Talk about racism. Who do we get? John Barnes. Fucking John Barnes. Why is he the guy? On Good Morning Britain, everyone's like, I can't believe I agree with Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan's actually chatting sense. No, he's not. 
I mean, he is. He's saying he's never walked around thinking about killing a black guy. Oh, well done, Piers. Well done. That means you're definitely not racist then. Well done. No, it doesn't. It's like me going, oh, I'm not a misogynist. I'm not sexist. Why? Because I've never tried to punch a woman in the face. No, that doesn't mean you're not sexist. It means you've never tried to punch a woman in the face. That isn't what it means. It's not... The definition of racism isn't the most extreme act of racism. If I don't do that, therefore, I'm just like, kumbaya. No, you're not. All right? And that's pissed me off. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Piers Morgan's chatting sense. It's, it's very simple. So easy for him to go, yeah, Liam Neeson's a racist. Because the more he makes Liam Neeson the definition of racism, that means he can't be. Uh, do I think uh, Piers Morgan has racist thoughts and ideas? Yes. Do I think that makes him a bad person? No. I think he's just a bit of a cock. But I don't actually know him. I bet if I met him, I'd probably like the guy. Here's the film point I'm making. Again, racism isn't about morality. It's not about that. It's racism's just factual. It's just it's racist. Right? Him, his love of empires, mental gymnastics, that Britain's great at everything and you know, he's never said anything shit about it. Churchill was the greatest Briton of all time, he was a hero, he single-handedly led this country through the worst time in its history, it's like, what are you talking about, the worst time in its history, are some fucking British citizens, in air quotes, that from the Caribbean, about the worst time in British history, it's happening now, and people get fucking deported for, you know what I mean, stealing a bag of rice, wherever it was, Look, here's the point I'm making, right? Okay? Can we all just try to have some fucking critical thinking when something's happening? All right? Again, they're talking about race. Who do they get to talk about Good Morning Britain? They get a doctor? Yes. The only doctor there was a flipping woman. Doctor, PhD, MBA. She's got it all. She talks about race and stuff. That's her job. Who does she have either side of her? No disrespect to either of the gentlemen. She has fucking stand-up comedian, actor, Richard Blackwood, and fucking DJ, don't know his name, some Irish dude. It was purely like, you're Irish, you'll do. You're black, you'll do. And th- what did they do? They acted like Jimmy Black and Jimmy Irish. They just started just shouting at each other, over each other, hands in each other's faces. While Doctor, who's actually qualified to talk about this shit, being shouted over by two men who were just getting upset at each other. Now, Richard Blackwood did amazingly in encapsulating black rage and didn't want that attitude or thought pattern forgotten in this conversation because too many times you have someone to placate the drama of it all. You know, the black guys, oh, you know, not everyone's racist, we all can get along. And it's great, you can have that. But you sometimes do need a little bit of black rage to be on TV to show you people, you know what, fucking pissed off about this. Fine. But in a debate setting, not always useful. So like I said, respect to the guy. But um, yeah, wasn't really high-end debate that. And I said they almost drowned out the woman who was making sense. And I can't remember her name. It's doc. She is definitely a doctor though. And I remember that fact. She's not just the woman. It's just because there's three people on the panel. She was a woman sat in the middle. She was the doctor. Not many people knew she was a doctor. So that is my thing on that. Right, and then people start talking about Andy Peters about whether his little joke on Good Morning Britain. Now, was that joke funny? It's fucking hilarious. And then I just saw so much shit on Twitter and Facebook saying, "Oh wow, that's the blackest thing he said." Oh wow, 
So don't worry, uh, Andy. Liam weren't looking for you. He was looking for real black men. Huh? He weren't looking for homosexual black men. Is that, did he say that? I don't think he said that. I don't think when he was on his little racist murder hunt, he was like, are you gay? Um, what? Because you're black, but you need to know if you're gay. It's like, well, I don't think he was on that. And he says that annoys me, that kind of shit. You know, is he a real black man? He's not... Why? Because he's gay. Because what, 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 what makes Andy Peters less of a black man than anyone else? Any other black guy? Now, that just pisses me off, man. People talk about, you know, people that hand out black cards and take black cards away. You know? So someone tried to take John Barnes' black card away. Do you know what? The type of person, right, who takes away black cards is the kind of person who gives away black cards to, like, the white guy who can do a little fucking shuffle and a dance. Oh, rah, you can rap the lyrics to that song. Oh, you're blacker than me. Here's your black card. Shut up, dickhead. Right, um, I've got that off my chest. I was going to talk about that guy with the knob cheese. Not going to do that. We'll fire out a quick dear Deirdre. Then we'll wrap up the podcast because my fiance is probably like, where the fuck is he? Is he dead? No, babe, I'm just, I'm just outside just recording the podcast. Um, right, let's go. Uh, we've got to do two more. Two, two dear Deirdre's and we're, we're gone. Right. Um, right, let's, let's see what's going on here. Quick one. Oh, come on. Load up, load up, load up, load up. I should have done this while I was talking about Andy Peters. Dear Deirdre, I'm having sex on tap with my toy boy, who is my best friend's son. Yeah, he better be old enough. But my family is horrified. Everyone was horrified to find that I've been having sex with my best friend's son. It's such a mess. I'm 41 and divorced, and my son is 22. My friend is 43, and we met... What? He's 43? So how's that a toy boy? He's older than you. My friend is 43 and we met at a mother and baby group when our son, when our sons were tiny. Uh, our boys are mates. Oh, sorry. My toy boy who is my best friend's son. Sorry, not my son's best friend. Let me read that again. So we're my best friend's son. Um, so yeah, I'm 41 and divorced with a son of 22. My friend is 43 and we met at a mother and baby group when our sons were tiny. Yuck! Um, our boys are mates too. There has to be a gap. You can't have seen him grown. That's my thing. Because he's still an adult, so that's fine. He has to have gone away. There's got to be a gap between you seeing him as a child and then you and then him appearing as a man. And then you go, rah, you've grown. Yeah? Because if you just see him progressively grow, then you're disgusting. Right, my son was home from university for a couple of weeks. And my friend's lad's came round for a couple of meals he's 21 and trading as a plumber i had been looking for somebody to change the taps in my bathroom um he offered to do it and i asked him to come round after work one evening he arrived with his tools and looked very fanciable uh but i kept reminding myself that he was young enough to be my son when i took him a cup of tea i banged his head with the door as he lay under the sink behind it he laughed and i ran a flannel under the bath tap to stop the swelling as I stood in front of him, I felt an urge to kiss him. I thought he'd push me away, but the look in his eyes said he felt attracted to me too. I took him by the hand to my bedroom where he peeled off my clothes and we had the most incredible sex. Cougar Town. This train stops at Cougar Town. Um, he arranged to come back and finish the taps. Yeah, 
but he didn't finish that leak. So he arranged to come back and finish the taps and the following evening, but we ended up having sex again then. So yeah, that tap just weren't getting fixed. So you, sorry, I mean the sex is unbelievable, but seriously, um, you're gonna have to actually fix that problem because I had a, I had a wash. So could you fix the tap, please? But how did he? Hey, how did she run the tap for the flannel? If um, if this tap was uh, wasn't fixed for for the sex, interesting. Anyway, um, we continue to see each other driving out to country pubs for dinner and having meals at my place, always followed by passionate sex. All was fine until my son came home to surprise me on my birthday. Oh, mum! All right, mum, just come surprise for you. Oh! James! What are you doing? Oh, what? Oh, no, oh! Mike, I didn't know he was coming back. Dish, 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 dish. All was fine until my son came home to surprise me um, for, on my birthday and caught us having a romantic meal in my kitchen. He took one look and stormed out, going straight around to my mother's. Yeah, I'm going to tell your mum. He obviously told her because now the whole family knows and they're not happy. My sister says, I'm disgusting. My mother hasn't spoken to me since, nor has my friend. It's all such a mess. Well, do you know what? You're already there now, so just keep on banging away. Because I'm pretty sure if you stop banging, it's not going to make your friend go, do you know what? It's all right, you fat my son. And it's not going to stop your son from going, it's all right, you fat my mate. So you might as well just carry on. Terrible advice. But do you know what? You only live once. Um, <laughs> right, one more. Um, let's go. His cold feet. A guy I'm dating is ignoring my texts. Should I move on or demand answers? Move on. There you go. A guy I've been dating has ignored all my texts for a week. Do I demand answers about why he's disappeared or leave it? Move on. Guess what? You're going to demand answers and guess what he's going to do? Ignore your request. Um, I have known him for years and he's never had a serious relationship. He's 45, I'm 40. My long-term relationship ended not long ago and he seemed the perfect guy for some fun dating. So it's fun dating, what's the issue? The fun's ended. We have been to the cinema, out for meals and to the theatre for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. About a week ago, we slept together last week, not for the first time and everything seemed to be perfectly okay. He even said he saw us as being exclusive now and wanted to go out on more meals he texted the following day but since then he's gone silent on me and even though he's posting on social medias yeah he's do what he's probably started seeing someone else um and he's just probably trash and he doesn't want to deal with you face to face um so that's my thing have you ever considered you're bloody annoying how about that maybe maybe it's just that i don't know but look that is the end of the podcast 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 um, episode 107 of the pod. Uh, yeah, I will be... What am I doing this week? Might be gigging on Wednesday. I think that's all I've got planned for the week, actually, for gig-wise. need to find something to do on Tuesday. need to find a gig on Tuesday as well. But Thursday is Valentine's Day, and I've got a woman, so I'm doing something. All right? It's with her this weekend. I'll be with her on Valentine's Day, and we're actually properly celebrating next weekend so to all you side pieces out there you've got you know you play playing your part well done to you lot but uh don't be mad if you don't see your person for a week or if you do you would have celebrated this weekend you might get a nice little uh you know you might get a nice little text you know or you might see them on valentine's day because they're really celebrating at the weekend hey all you people in that intermediate stage where you're dating seeing each other 
that person might go ghost for a week, eh? Or you might see him on Tuesday or Wednesday, but you won't see him on Thursday because it might make things too serious, all right? And if they do go ghost, remember, they will be back next week. So just dry your eyes, mate. Don't worry about it. And just move on. And you know what? Maybe next year you'll be in a real relationship with each other and you can celebrate properly. Anyway, what an arrogant prick I am because I'm in a relationship and it's going great. Hey, people, have a great week. It's been Griff. This is Griff's Brain Dump. Peace.